to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. This broadcast is designed to ignite the body of Christ's faith on fire. And uh, most recently, we, we, we've been talking about keys to the kingdom. And we're going to kind of divert a little from the keys to just, you know what I was just thinking, Richard, the other day, how, how many Christians don't understand uh, the position they are in Christ Jesus. Again, it's back in Christ Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's about position. Once you get saved, you are now in Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus is in you. And our position before God is that we're perfect. There it is right there. We're righteous. And again, that's what we want to talk about today, righteousness. And it, it's not righteousness because of our goody-goody two-shoe works. It's righteousness because of what uh, was revealed to us, to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 21, and this is after he talk, called us ambassadors to Christ. Verse 21 says this, and we're coming up to Easter. And again, this is probably going to be my message for, for Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Let people know why Jesus came. A lot of people think, you know, it was for this. The, the Jewish people and Jesus, they thought he was going to set up another kingdom and displace the Roman Empire. But Jesus said, no, it's a bigger plan than that. I came to redeem and reconcile and restore mankind back to the first, back to where Adam and Eve fell. They brought sin in. And everybody, all humanity, are considered sinners because of the transgression of one person, Adam. And we're going to go to that scripture also in Romans. But look what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he, that's God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And, and every time I see the word become, that, that lets me know there's a process. Become. You are becoming the righteousness because you got to increase in the knowledge of righteousness. You got to understand what righteousness means. A lot of people don't know what righteousness means. And from what I understand, it means you're in right standing with God. And like you said earlier, you're perfect. You're in right relationship with God. Right. See, that happens instantly. As soon as we're right. saved, we are instantly perfect in right. God's sight. So our position before God is perfection. Now our condition, which you're talking about here now, our condition is that we remain, remain imperfect. We're not perfect yet. And the more we grow in that understanding of righteousness and get a revelation of righteousness, the more your faith grows, the more confidence you have in God. Well, the more perfect we become. Right, and that's what back to become. So, again, a lot of Christians aren't being taught this, this righteousness that, you know, we lost when Adam fell in the garden. And, and Jesus came to restore and reconcile and redeem mankind back to God. That was part of 
God's God plan. so loved the world, he, he sent gave. His son right, right. Him. And again, back to the scripture. For he he made him who knew no sin. Jesus, sin for yeah, us. Jesus was clean as the board of health. So he knew him. He made him who knew no sin to become sin for me, that I may become the righteousness of God. So Jesus swamped out with me. He took my sin or humanity's sin and gave us righteousness. Because the scripture says, where there's no shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And I always tell people right. when Jesus hung on that cross, he could have just died just by hanging on the cross. But I'm reminded those Roman soldiers took that javelin and poked him in the side. Well, see, he had already pierced given up side. his life, though, see, right. before then. See, he says, I give my life. Nobody takes my right, life. Right, right. I give my life. Yeah, he gave away, but that blood still spilled out. So, But he was dead by then. Yeah, well, but still back to the blood, which brings us back to Passover. when the And that was about the children of Israel leaving out of Egypt. What did the angel of the Lord tell the Israelites to, to do? Because tonight the deaf angel is rolling through. Door over your door. Uh, no, blood, blood over, over your, your door. door yeah, because this is about the blood. Again, that's what I'm going to be right, preaching. See, God can't wink at sin. He can't just say, oh, I'm going to forget it. Right. It's got to be some shedding of blood. The has to be paid. And, and we he gave, were redeemed. He gave us uh, some insight on that in the Old Testament. Every time somebody sinned in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice the animal. They had to cut the sheep or the goat. They had to cut the throat. Well, we see it with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve tried to hide their... Sin with fig leaves. As they're just before they are to leave the garden, God has killed an animal and they are covered with fur. Right, right, right. And I'm God, pretty sure some bloodshed. Right. So again, that bloodshed of Jesus Christ covers us. I, I have a declaration I make all the time, and it goes like this The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ covers my spirit, my soul, and my body, and it has sanctified me and separated me from the world, the flesh, and the devil. And again, we kind of forget what the blood has accomplished. It, it, it put us in right standing with God. And we propitiate propitiate the blood on our behalf. That means a lot. Satan is scared of the blood. When you decree the blood of Jesus, man, and again, a lot of people don't have an understanding of that, so they don't teach that. And again, they just teach it, oh, just come to church and do this and go home. No, you got to get a, under, a revelation of royalty, a revelation of righteousness. Well, You're see, in right standing. Our midweek service, we've been talking in Romans. We're in Romans chapter 4. But as you go through the first three chapters of Romans, it's clear. He says over and over, there's no one righteous, not even one. By good works, we can't make it. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Right. So all the good stuff we ever did isn't going to be enough. Now, this is what I told him on Sunday as we're leading up to Christmas or up to Easter is that all your good works couldn't get you to heaven. No. But all the evil and sins you committed couldn't keep you out if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Right. See, a lot That's of people think, well, <laughs> I was always good, so I'm going to make it to heaven. But on the opposite end of that spectrum, you run into people, and I know I do, who say, well, I've not always been a good person. I don't know that I can make it to heaven. Well, you know what? You can't do enough bad things. You can't commit enough sin that it, the blood of Jesus can't cover your sin. Amen. So when you come to God and through faith, he pours out his grace, and it doesn't matter what you've done in your life, well, it covers it. I was talking to a brother in Christ this morning about the same thing because I, I know a little about his past, and he lived pretty much a squeaky clean Christian life, grew up in a Christian home yeah, no and all thing. of that. There's no but, one but right, I'm saying, not I'm, even one. But, um, but I'm just using this as an example. He, compared to me, he lived a squeaky clean life. I grew up in a hood around... Drug dealers, prostitutes, pimps, and stuff like that. That's the community, I, the environment I grew up in. 
he grew up in a sheltered environment where his parents was missionaries. And I told him, apart from Jesus Christ, we were on equal playing fields because you had to receive Jesus too, as well as right, I. His sins were just different. Yeah, yeah they well, might not have right, been overt right, yeah, as yours. Yeah, but, he but, had but we were on the same field. We uh, all got Yeah, yeah, we were on the same playing field. And I had to reveal that to him because a lot of people think, well, I didn't do that. Right. Well, I, well, you know. It didn't take as much of Jesus' blood to cover right, well, my well, sin well, as it did. It wasn't yours. about that. You were born. Sinner, a right, sinner. But I mean, people say, well, you know, it only took like a thimble full of Jesus' blood to cover my sins because I didn't have that many. Well, but boy, that bench, it took all, the whole load. Well, because that, that show tells me they don't have any understanding because real understanding, you know that when you were born, you were a born sinner. Right. And That's why everybody. Jesus blood to right. cover your sin. And everybody has to get be born again. So it don't matter what time, age you got born again. You were still the same because the scripture says all have sinned and fallen short of the right. glory There's of God. No one, right? Just not the glory one. of God means Christ-like. When you were born, you wasn't born Christ-like. You were born in iniquity, in sin, shaped in iniquity. Well, in Romans chapter five, he calls us the enemies of God. Right? We, we were like wrong. Think that we were the, we know, don't know. We don't like to think that. We, we like to think, well, maybe I did a few bad things, but no. we don't like to hear that we are the enemies of God. Mm. But we got to realize too, once we get saved. Now we're the righteousness of God. And again, being in right standing with God gives you no sense of guilt or inferiority. You understand you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You're in right standing with God because you understand what happened at Calvary. You understand the blood shed and what was accomplished. And now through that blood and you receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're redeemed, reconciled, restored. You have, you're in right standing with the Father now. And that's got to be taught and got to be reinforced because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. The God kind of faith comes by hearing. You got to hear that over and over and over. And I was reminded over here, you referenced it earlier, Romans chapter 5 talks about all of this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading in Romans chapter 5 just a little bit. 5.1. Look what it says. Therefore, having been justified by faith, and justified means declared righteous. Right, made right before God. Yeah, look, it says we have peace with God. Peace with, we got shalom, wholeness with God now. Look, through our Lord Jesus Christ, you got to come through that door. Ain't no other door you can come to to have right. peace well, with see, God, to be justified. Through, through Jesus yeah, through, Christ. That's the not, door. Not through, by works, not by doing good things. Not by another not by religion. in the church. Yeah, it's through Jesus Christ. That's how you come. And in Ephesians, he tells us it's grace that you've been saved by grace through faith. Well, through faith in Jesus again. So I'm going to keep reading here. Uh, through whom also we have access by faith into his, this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now I'm going to drop down a little to verse 6. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Well, that's all of us. That's any Christian that's reading this book. Yes, you were the ungodly. If you were born into the earth, you were the ungodly. That's why everybody got to get born again. Now, let's drop down to verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's whoever's reading this book. That's everybody. Christ died for us. So it doesn't matter, you know, what you did or didn't do, you know, break any laws. That didn't make you a sinner. You know, being born, I always tell people, what do cats do? They meow. What do dogs do? They bark. What do pigs do? They oink. What do cows do? They move. What do sinners do? 
They sin. That's what you do. You were born. You were born with that sin nature because of Adam and Eve. Not because you stole some stuff that didn't give you the nature. You were born with that compensity to sin. And when you get born again, you have now compensity to walk in righteousness. You actually have the ability to say no. Yeah, you got the ability to basically use God's ability. Yeah, you can use God because you're in the family now. You've been redeemed, reconciled, restored. Now you're righteous. Right. See, and you can only say no by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Until you got saved, you didn't have the Holy Spirit. Right. So you couldn't say no. You, right. when, you were bound by see, sin. Well, see, this <laughs> is what is amazing to me is Christians almost act shocked when they see sinners sinning. If you're not a Christian, you're a sinner that hasn't accepted Jesus. You have no nothing else to do but sin. That's just human nature. That's your That's nature. Way, what you're going to do. A cow we can't help but to move. A dog's gonna bark. Right, but I mean, we shouldn't be shocked when sinners sin. I don't. I don't. I'm not shocked at all because that's what they do. That's right. what they're supposed to do. Jesus said, "The thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy," referring to the devil. Well, that's what he does. He says, "But I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly." Okay. Well, I'm in abundant life now. But let me keep reading here in Romans five. Look what it says. And this is what I was talking about earlier about the blood. Oh, he he mentions it in verse nine here, uh, Romans five nine. Much more than having now been justified, remember, declared righteous, by his blood. Oh, we've been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. For, this is what you referenced early. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Ooh, that's good news to a guy like me. And not only that. But we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, ooh, that one man was Adam, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, ooh, through Adam, death or sin nature spread to all men. He says, because all sinned. Now, I'm going to drop down a little bit. Verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, that's Adam, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, may abound to many. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense, that's Adam, death reigned through that one, much more those who received abundance of grace, that's us, and the gift of righteousness. See, he said it was a gift. You can't pay for a gift. It's a free gift by receiving, yeah. You got to receive Jesus. That's receiving the gift. The gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. Ooh, let's read that again. Just as by one man's disobedience, that's Adam, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, Jesus, many will be made righteous. That's good news right there. A lot of people don't know that. They well, think know, it was talk, about them. Right. You talk about righteousness as a gift. Romans chapter 4, he talks about when a man works, it's not credited to him as a gift. It's an obligation. Right. But when we receive the gift of God, it is the righteousness of God is a Richard. gift. You know, when we talked about this, <laughs> when anybody who works, anybody who's listening or anybody who's ever worked, when you work all week, let's say you get paid on Friday. When you work all week, when comes Friday and you get paid, who here, who after working with think, well, the boss is giving me a gift. Let no. me go get my gift from the boss. No, I actually work for that. You're right. I, the boss I, owes I, Yeah, me I want that. what's mine. He doesn't. He doesn't um, he's not giving me a gift. He's giving me what he owes now, me. Now, if the boss gives me what he owes me, plus throws another couple thousand in there, 
that would be the gift. Or if I don't work and then God gives it to me, now it's a gift. Right, right. I don't but, come and to that's work. what he's, he's saying. When a man works, it's not credited to him as a gift. It's an obligation. But when God gives the gift of righteousness, it is not by works. It is actually Richard, a gift. And here's part of the gospel, the good news. Jesus said, go and tell everybody this. Everybody can receive this gift called Jesus, the gift and, and what his blood accomplished. Everybody can receive that gift of righteousness. And it's not it's just free. One, it's free. You don't got to pay for it. It's, it's a gift. It's not just one nationality. It's not just one ethnicity. He said, go into it's all the world and tell them this good news right here. It's good news that you can now be in right standing God with God. So love the world that he sent his son that whosoever. See, believes. and Richard, this is what I'm finding out. This is what we need to constantly tell people, the church, because this is looking at night people's faith on fire. Once you know and find out and get an understanding that you're in right relationship with God, can't no devil in hell stop you because you know, hey, it ain't about me. I always go and plead the blood and point to the cross because I know it wasn't about my works that got me into God's reconciled and redeemed and restored well, back that, to God. And that's what Paul I says I came to there. Jesus. I know. I'm, that, I'm, I'm you know, a young Paul today. All this stuff I, I counted as rubbish. Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> all this stuff I had, I counted as well, rubbish. And we have to understand that. And we have to communicate that to people. You are righteous. And people say, well, I don't feel righteous. Stop walking by feelings and walk by faith. You got to believe that. It says in Ephesians, by grace through faith are we saved. Or I've done so much I could never be righteous. No, you are That's righteous. A it's a gift. Right. You right. still get the gift. If you receive the gift, which is Jesus Christ, and everything that he accomplished, you've been declared righteous. You got a stamp on you now says righteous, meaning you're in right standing with God. Now you can come boldly through the throne of grace. And if you sin, miss the mark, you have an advocate with the Father. He says the fervent and effectual prayers of the righteous. But see, as Christians, we need to be much more concerned with those people out there who think they've done too much to ever get saved. They've I, done I meet them much. all the time, Richard, and I have to tell them, ain't nothing you can do. There's nothing that Satan can do that God can't undo. Right. There's nothing. There's no sin you can commit that God can't cover. Right, none. That the blood of Jesus and, can't and, cover. And here's the thing. I reminded the young man this this morning about that. When Jesus was on the cross at Calvary, there was two other people on each side of him, one one on each side. One was a thief and one was a robber. I forgot which one received Jesus, received the free gift. And Jesus said to that one, this day you will be with me in paradise. He was on his deathbed, too. He was on his cross, too, on the side of him. He received Jesus because he told Jesus, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. He confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior right there. He said, I believe. That's why we call ourselves believers. He believed, and Jesus gave him a promise. You're going to be with me in paradise. Now, the other cat on the other side just sat there and didn't say nothing. So we know, you know, he didn't go to paradise because he didn't confess. And the scripture says in Romans, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. In other words, you will be declared righteous. But the church just needs to get a whole new perspective of get this, get, I think. We need to get a kingdom perspective. Right. But I mean, <laughs> get a whole new idea about sinners. Because I know a lot of Christian people, they're good Christian people, and they only want to hang out with good Christian people. No, they he says go, go. No, I love the sinners. We hang out with. We got to be careful that we don't get with those people that aren't as good as us. We got to be careful. We well, don't you know what, Richard? I'm reminded of some other religious people, church people, called the Pharisees and the sad you see, because they're sad. They was getting on Jesus for hanging out with tax collectors and sinners and oh, harlots. You name them. Yeah, you, yeah. He was they, hanging out with those yeah, bad well, people. Well, right. That's who we should be. You Let know, your I, light so shine. I'm always reminded of the story of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son comes back, the dad is very happy to see him. And in that picture, the prodigal son is us. 
mm-hmm. and the the father is actually God. Right. I actually see the older son as the church. Right. Because the older son, when the young Hayden. son comes Hayden. back, he's mad. He's right. They're hating. The back. He's mad. I mean, you got church folks out there. They don't want to see guys like me getting saved. They don't want to see drug hey, dealers getting saved, prostitutes. My whole life. I've been going to church my whole life. I've been reading my Bible my whole life. Are you going to tell me that drug dealer over there is now going to heaven the same as me? Yes, that yes. That ain't right. But the first shall be last and the last shall be but first. I mean, you hear people, <laughs> they may not say it. But that's kind of how they feel. Well, you know what? That guy doesn't deserve it. And that you know what, Richard? And, and here's the sad it. thing about those brothers and sisters in Christ are like that. They don't have a revelation of righteousness. And again, the scripture says, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. You got to start. Once you get saved, it's time for you to start being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to start thinking like God thinks. And the only way you're going to think like God thinks is you start feeding on his word. But we should be ecstatic. We should be celebrating that anyone right gets their names written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah, oh, they, they. I never like them. Look who in church today. You should be glad they're in the church. When when people come to my church and I reach out to the world, I, I got. Facebook, I reach out to sinners, man, just as much as I do to saints, and I invite him to church because I know that's what God so loved the world. And the scripture says he desires that no man should perish, but all may come to have eternal life. That's God's desire. So that should be our desire because, remember, we're his ambassadors. We're his ministers of reconciliation. He sends us out to go. He says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But pray for, to the Lord of harvest that he will send out workers into his harvest, his fields. That's us. Yeah, we're supposed to go out, and I tell people, your mission field don't have to be overseas. You know where your mission field at? Your business, right. your job. Right when you go to Walmart, that's your mission. your own house. Yeah, it better start there. Inside your own house. That's your mission field. Your own family. So go make disciples. Make you don't got to go to China. Right. Make your husband your mission field. Make your wife your mission field, your children, your nieces, your nephews. I'm always ministering to that demographic of people in my family first. I'm constantly. They call me when they need some Advice spiritually or just regular advice because they understand that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. They know I love the Lord. They know I'm an ambassador. It's it's messed up when people don't even know you're a Christian or they think they can't come to you because you're going to judge them because you got that that, 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 uh, religious spirit in you. (laughs) Yeah, that that old demon, that religious demon that needs to get cast out because you always judging people. And remember what Jesus said about judging people? Before you pull the speck out of somebody else's eye, get that plank out of yours. <laughs> Talking to the church again. Talking to that right. brother you referred to. Right. I must say yeah. that, that's one of the most incredible things is that we think we can fix everybody else's problems. And we got a plank in ours. <laughs> we got to work on our own. You know, that, that's one of the things about judging is, especially as I've gotten older, probably more spiritually mature, but especially as I've gotten older. Just come to realize, you know what? I don't need to be worrying about your problems or somebody else's problems. <laughs> I got problems enough of my own. I I need to work on myself, you know, rather than than always being worried about what somebody else is doing or not doing. But we got to just continue to tell people though, and give them a, that revelation, especially ministry leaders. If you guys are out there listening, you know, encourage your your team, the people God's entrusted you to minister to. Because our job in the fivefold ministry is to train them up and send them out. And if they ain't trained up properly, they're gonna misrepresent the kingdom. Because we're ambassadors, and we're supposed to go. And, again, we have what we have in our ministry called the Witnessing Institute. And it's titled Winning the Loss at All Costs. And I'm teaching people, and this is our midweek Bible study, how to be an effective witness, how to witness your faith with simplicity. Just go back and tell them how everybody made a sinner. Just go back to Genesis. 
Tell them that's why they're a sinner. Don't tell them, don't try to list their whole laundry list of things that they did that made them a sinner. No, that's what sinners do. They sin. So just tell them why they have that nature. But then tell them the good news. The good news is the last Adam. He 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 was a sin sacrifice for all of that. All well, of that bad stuff that right. you did as a sinner. It was it was bloodshed for that. As you come into Romans chapter three, the good news. But now a righteousness apart from the law has come. Here it is. And that righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And I receive it. I'll take that free gift. Right. Every day. But I mean, that, <laughs> that, a righteousness apart from the law. See, we just get hung up on the law. How many Christians do you know and I know that once they get saved, they want to go back to the law? Mm-hmm. They get saved. And Paul writes to the Colossians about this very issue. Why, after you started with grace, do you want to go back to the law? And yet, I know lots of Christians, they want to go back to the law. They want to go back to the Ten Commandments. They want to go back to all those things. And we are saved by grace through faith. We continue to be saved by grace through faith. It's all about the power of the Holy Spirit. Back to that becoming, and you just said continue. You see, you can continue in His grace because His grace just goes. We have to continue. You, in you his better grace. continue in His grace. If we, get, if we don't. We're done. Yeah, yeah. You better continue then in you His go grace. Back to your own power. Right. So you got to continue. He says what he called it that narrow role. See, we go back to our own works. Yeah, yeah. That narrow role because Jesus talked about two roles: the narrow one and the broad one. He says, stay on that narrow road called grace. That you still but for some road. reason, you know, we, we, we realize, yep, I can't be saved by my works. I've got to be saved by grace. And then we get saved by grace, and then we want to go back to our own works again. Well, we want to go me, back Richard. to trying to be good. I'm going to flow into grace, man, in Jesus' name, and I'm going to stay there, and I'm going to continue to, if I've, if I've missed the mark, fall short of the glory, I'm going to confess it to my daddy. And he's go, the scripture says in 1 John, he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is sin. Me missing the mark. He said he's faithful and just to cleanse me from that. Meaning he going to give me a Holy Ghost bath. He going to wash me again in the blood. The scripture said the blood is able to purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. God's going to cleanse you up constantly. But you got to constantly come to him. Stand in your righteousness. Like the prodigals. Jesus talked about the prodigal. He realized, oh, this is who I am. This is how this is what goes down in my daddy's house. Yeah, I'm just going to go here. back to my daddy's house. I'm going to go and ask for forgiveness to daddy and, and get back in right standing. And his dad looks when well, they saw him. I, even if I only have to be a servant there. Well, that was that's the mindset. Even doing. if I got to start from the bottom again, I'm willing to do that. But we know that even wasn't the case because the father's servants sent people out. They put a royal robe on him, put a fat ring on his finger, killed the fatted calf. And, and had a big celebration for and him. And the older brother said, yeah, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, but yeah, he said, I'm glad he's back, all right? <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Faith on Fire. We just pray this broadcast edifies you and ignites your faith on fire. And we want to remind you as you keep going through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.